welcome to another week of embarking on a beautiful journey of experiencing his nearness as we prepare our heart mind and spirit to receive fresh manna this day let our lives be filled with the truth of god's word and may the lord bless you to live your life in its fullness Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you, God. Come on, can we just uh, be a little more sensitive to what the Holy Spirit wants to do in this room, in our lives? Lord, we give you permission. Lord, I give you permission, Lord. Talk to us. Minister to us. At the entrance of your word comes light. Lord, we ask that you would minister to us through your word and clear out every darkness that has occupied our hearts, our thoughts, every areas of our lives this morning, God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Make our hearts sensitive. Make my heart sensitive today. We give you all the glory and honor in Jesus' name. And let the church say... Amen. To be honestly speaking, um, this invitation is a confirmation to what God has been talking to me uh, for months now. And I would like to thank Pastor Sejo for being so sensitive in inviting me to his church. Amen. And also I would like to thank this worship team. Come on, can we give it up for worship team? Yes. <laughs> they were really sensitive. Let me tell you, they were really sensitive to what the Lord is about to do. Amen. From now, from now. Amen. Are you ready for the word? Yes. Amen. Is it okay if I could be a little vulnerable? Yes. Come on. I, I want you to respond to me. Yes. Is, is it okay if, I could, if you could be a little more sensitive to what the Lord is bringing? Yes. yes. So while I was ministering, while I was asking the Lord on what I should be preaching this morning, you know, I know that you have a best teacher, Pastor Preji, Pastor C. Joe. But this morning I felt, I also heard the Lord um, saying that you need to be prophesying this morning. Amen. And I believe that, you know, every word of God comes with a word of instruction, with a word of correction, and also with a word of conviction. Amen. Every time he speaks, he doesn't condemn you. His word does, he doesn't speak to condemn you, but he speaks to convict you. Amen. All the time when we are sitting in the church, we think that, you know, this word, this man of God brought in, you know, it, it really broke my heart. You know, in fact, it was not in breaking. It was the word of God which was breaking. Amen. It's, it, we, 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 we have this tendency uh, and we see life in such a way that, you know, because most of the time we are being judged by every single person. We are judged by a cab driver. We are judged by the coffee vendor. At our workplace, we are just, and we come with that same mentality and we sit as if, you know, even the word that the man of God is bringing or releasing or even delivering is also a word of judgment. You know, never in the Bible you see that the word of God was there to judge people, but the word of God was there to convict people. Amen? Amen. Are you with me this morning? Amen. Every time the Lord speaks, he doesn't want to take you far away from me. He doesn't want to show you off. But instead, he, want, he speaks so that he could take you, draw you near as closer as he can. Amen. And this church is all about his nearness. Are you with me? Is it okay if I could increase my pace up or do you want me to slow my pace down? <laughs> Amen. 
Amen. So the word of God has the capacity to take out the darkness, to drive out the darkness, to eliminate the darkness. The Bible says at the entrance of his word comes light. And this morning, even as you are sitting here, you know, with a lot of confusion in your heart, in your mind, I believe that the, Lord, that the word of God, the Lord is about to minister today, is going to clear out certain darknesses. Is going to clear out certain doubts. Is going to clear out certain confusions. Amen. Amen. Are you with me this morning, church? Are you with me? You know, I believe, in, I, believe, I believe in the power of the word of God. Because everything that we experience in life or we utilize in life has an expiry date. But the word of God doesn't have an expiry date. Amen. That is why the word of God declares, heaven and earth also may fade away. How long has it been since you've been seeing this heaven? Almost 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. Can I tell you that this heaven, the skies that we have right on top of our heads, you know, this has been there for almost years now. You know, more than, more than we have lived, the heavens have lived. Earth has lived. But the word of God says that heaven, this so-called heaven that has been living for a very long time can pass away. This earth can pass away, but my word for you will never pass away. Are you with me? Are you with me? And this is the word of God that you have come to receive this morning. And this is the kind of a word that you have come here to take home with you this morning. Amen. So by the way, I come from a place called Balari. Um, so Balari is known for iron and the languages and also the, Bal uh, and also the biryani that Balari serves. So basically what I would want to tell you here is I know five languages. Balari people, they basically know five languages. English, Hindi, Telugu, Kannada, uh, kind of little bit of Tamil, okay, five. And I know a little bit of Marathi as well because my wife is a Marat Marathas. Okay, so but the problem is I don't know all the languages perfectly. <laughs> okay, please smile. <laughs> I don't know all the languages perfectly. Amen. So but I... Take confidence in my God this morning. Amen. I don't take confidence in my own ability, in my own strength, but I take my confidence in the God who has lifted me up, who has commissioned me, and who has brought me to this place this morning. Amen. Can we open our Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 30, 31st? Okay. Verses from 9 to 13. Can we all read together? Is it okay? If Okay. So Moses wrote this entire body of instruction in a book and gave it to the priests who carried the Ark of the Lord's Covenant and to the elders of Israel. Then Moses gave them this command at the end of every seventh year, the year of release, during the festival of shelters, you must read this book of instruction to all the people of Israel when they assemble before the Lord your God at the place he chooses. Call them all together, men, women, children, and the foreigners living in your towns. So they may hear this book of instruction and learn to fear the Lord your God and carefully obey all the terms of these instructions. Do this so that your children who have not known these instructions will hear them and will learn to fear the Lord your God. Do this as long as you live in the land you are crossing the Jordan to occupy. Amen. So, in the scripture that we just read, we should understand that Moses is almost, you know, 
of finishing his assignment and is about to be taken away by the Lord. Amen. And before his departure, he's actually giving a certain instruction to the next leaders, to the next legacy carriers of the next generation. And he's basically giving an instruction that he has received from the Lord. Amen. Everybody say, instructions are from the Lord. But these instructions are through men from the Lord. Amen. So he's basically giving certain instructions that the Lord gave to the people that who are going to be taking the assignment, the vision over, you know, to the next few years of their lifetime. And we see that, you know, in the first time when God gave... So we see that, you know, Moses was given this first 10 commandments and this man, Moses, he dropped them off. And then God, out of his grace, he gives another set of instructions, amen, and upgraded instructions. And from the scripture portion that we just read, so we see that jo uh, Moses is calling the entire leadership, all the elders, all the priests, and he's telling them that this is an instruction that you have to carry it forward even for the next generations that are to come. Amen? Are you with me? So he's basically telling them, so this law is your instruction book. This word of God is your instruction. Before God constructs something in our life, he first instructs. Amen? Before God operates our life, he first demands a cooperation. Are you with me? Are you with me? So here we find Moses, we see Moses giving a certain instructions to the elders of Israel. And these, this, this is an instruction that he is telling that, you know, you have to call the entire assembly of Israel, even if they are foreigners, even if they are young people, old people, educated or uneducated, illiterate, literate, all kinds of people who live in your land, you need to call them to a place and you, to, you have to assemble them. And after you assemble them, you need to read these instructions out. And if you notice something, so these instructions were read once in seven years. Everybody say once in seven years. Can you believe it? They, were, they had a privilege to hear the word of God only once in, a, once in seven years. We have a privilege to hear God every single day. We have a privilege and opportunity to hear, study the word of God every single hour. Amen? But we still don't find we still don't do it, right? What a people we are. Amen. We have Bibles in our shelves. We have Bible under our pillows. We have Bible in our car dashboards. But we don't have Bible in our heart. We don't have the word of God in our, you're in our heart. Are you with me? Are you with me? So this word of instruction was spoken, was read out. Even they didn't even have access for the word of God to study it all by themselves. Their only source was that one seven years, every seven years once, you know, when this elder would take that scroll, would take that book of instruction, and whenever this man would read out, they used to hear this word. Amen? So I, I actually started thinking, how did these people remember that word? Are you with me? We, forgot, we forget what we eat. We, we even for, forgot what we ate last night. And how could these people remember something that was spoken to them for a lifetime? 
I hardly believe, I, I, I assume that, you know, probably one person in their own lifetime had a privilege of hearing these instructions, hearing the word of God at least 15 times, let's say, on an average. Amen? Are you with me? They had a privilege of hearing the word of God for 15 times in a lifetime. What kind of a generation that was? Out of that generation, God raised some generals. God raised some prophets. God raised some great, great legacy carriers. You know, the problem with our generation is not lack of revelation. It's lack of application. We have resources. We have books. We have Bibles of all versions. But we don't have Bible in our hearts. Amen. We have information, we have revelation coming every single week through our men of God. But the problem is not lack of revelation, not lack of information, but lack, lack of application. May I pray and prophesy that this year is nearness church would be a church which would apply every word of God that comes its way. Amen. May I pray that this church would be a church which would receive the word of God as an instruction. Which would receive the word of God just as it receives blessing. Amen. Are you with me? Are you with me? 400 years later, we come across a group of boys whose names are Shedrach, Meshach, Abednego. And even Daniel also was a part of that group. Amen. They are carried away into a, a different kingdom. Okay, because since I have little time, I'll be going a little fast. I hope you will catch up with the speed that the Spirit of the Lord is ministering this morning. Amen. So these four boys were, were, were captives in a different kingdom. You know, they are living a life that, were, that, that wasn't purposed for them. Amen. They were supposed to be in Israel living life in, in a comfortable manner, but these people were taken as captives. And we see from the book of Daniel, if you, if you turn with me to the book of Daniel, first chapter, we see uh, from, the verse, from verse uh, 5, sorry, 6. Are you with me? Okay. Daniel, Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were four of the young men chosen, all from the tribe of Judah, the chief of staff renamed with these Babylonian names. Which names? Babylonian names. See, this morning's message, I would title, is, title it as an uncompromised faith. What can uncompromised faith do in our lives? Amen. We live a life of compromises. We compromise at work. We compromise at church. We compromise everywhere. Amen. But these four young boys, you know, who were taken as captives into a different kingdom, into a different country, into a different culture, into a different setting altogether. You know, one thing that I believe for sure is that these boys were somewhere in that group of that assembly when all these elders preached the word, taught the word of instruction. When they, when they read it louder, you know, from the group they heard this word. Oh, this is, what the this is what the word of God says. You shall have no gods other than me. You shall not commit adultery other than your wife. <laughs> okay? 
So they heard the word of God somewhere in the group like you guys are hearing. And what these people, these, these boys did is what I believe is that they went and they spoke the word of God with each other. Are you with me? How did they even remember that word of God? Amen? How can you remember the word of God? Now we have tablets, now we have notebooks. But back in those days, they just had scrolls. And even they didn't have an access to that word of God. I believe with all of my heart that these young four boys, even, even when they were in a foreign land, you know, they had a word of God stored in their hearts. How did they store it in their hearts? They kept on speaking the word of God to each other. Hallelujah. Are you with me? They kept exchanging the word of God. Hey, this is what I heard. This is what my man of God spoke to me about. Spoke to us about it. About, about this certain issue. Hallelujah. Most of the time we have friends who will only talk about problems. Accept? Most of the time we, we are around people who only talk about, you know, our failures. Who will to only talk about our addictions. Who will only talk about, you know, certain things that are really not edifying. But these people, these four men, these four friends had an idea. Somebody say an idea. They had an idea to preserve the word of God. How do you preserve the word of God? By speaking the word of God. Somebody say amen. amen. For you to live an uncompromised faith, the first thing that you need to know is that you need to hear the word of God. The Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Amen. What you hear the most becomes your God. Come on, is that making some sense to you? You know, my mother was diagnosed with COVID in 2021. You know, we all lived in the same house. We all, we all shared the same dining, type, dining table. But my mom feared more than any of us in, this, in, in, our, in our family. And automatically what this woman went through was really shocking. You know, we touched her, we, we, we took her to the hospital. None of us were affected because we knew that, you know, though 1,000 may fall at my right, 10,000 may fall at my left, no harm will come near us. And we believed in the word. We believed in the word that we heard. We believed in the word that we studied. But my mom, somewhere in, in, in the deep of her heart, she gave that space away for fear. Because she was, all the time she was, he, he was, she was watching this news, she was listening to this news, and this news only spoke about fear, only spoke about death. And what you continually hear and feed on will become the God of your life. Are you with me? The Bible says, out of hearing comes faith. What do you, faith comes by hearing. Amen, it doesn't straight away say faith comes by hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and then hearing the word of God. Amen. This morning, what are you hearing? Are you hearing to the things that matter the world or are you hearing the things that matter God? And that matter your life. Amen. Suppose if I ask this brother right here to stand up and talk. He would definitely ask me, what should I talk? Yes or no? The next question that he would ask me is, what should I talk? Now you speak. If I ask him, what should I speak? Because the reason why is because he didn't hear me. Amen? You can only speak when you hear. 
Amen. This morning, I'm speaking because I'm hearing from the Lord. I've heard it from the Lord. Amen. Amen. So these boys, they were in the group. They were listening to the elders who were speaking the word. Though they were from the royal families, but they still had the humility to hear the word of God. Come on, let us not entertain familiarity in the house of God. Though we might have different labels and titles outside in our corporate world, but when it comes to God, come on, we have to become undignified. Are you with me? Are you with me? Something from the life of Mary really got my attention. Mary, the sister of Lazarus. You know, every time Jesus went to Bethany, you know, this was a friendly family to Jesus. You know, he called them friends. You know, they, they, they had this, this friend zone, you know, right? We all, we all have this friend zone where we call macha, maga, and all of this, right? So, so probably I believe that they had conversations like that. But Mary also had a revelation in seeing Jesus with a different perception. You know, what that revelation was, is not just my friend, he's also my God. Somebody say amen. He's not just my friend, he is also my prophet. Amen. And, 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 and we see, you know, in that alabaster setting, in, in, in where she broke this alabaster box, we see that, you know, everybody are at the table, but Mary is at the feet. Amen. Everybody, everybody wanted to level up with Jesus. You know, now we live in a time, you know, like, especially when we have to get along with people, we bring people that we know and we also tell them that I know that person. You know, I've been friends on him with Instagram, with him on Instagram, right? So we make sure just to get fit into the books, we make sure that we create stories. We, we also try to involve people that we don't even like. And these disciples, these Tax collectors, you know, so they were on the table with Jesus, but Mary was at the feet of Jesus. In a way that Mary, she decided on choosing to humble herself. Amen. This morning, my encouragement to this church is every time you come to hear the word, humble yourself, empty yourself. Amen. Think that you don't know anything. Assume the Lord cannot fill vessels which are already full amen every time you take the word in your hand you know you go with 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 a with a heart that you say where god i don't know anything i still want to know about you amen amen, amen. the more you get familiar you stop receiving amen may i pray that this Church will honor the word. May I pray and prophesy that this church will honor the word of God in such a way that, you know, you know, even, even, even if a small child comes, if, if God uses a small child to prophesy, he will still be so humble enough in receiving that. Amen. I remember once, once uh, during the course of uh, my ministry that we have, so... Um, Everybody gave up on me, you know, even the friends that started along with me in the vision, they gave up on me. But there was one young boy, small boy, who was assisting me. So we started this on our rooftop, right above our house. And uh, we used to carry all these carpets uh, right up. And 
I knew that, you know, because most of the pastors, you know, right, our church works, <laughs> right, our pastors work. So most of the pastors were not really happy with the movement that, that God was, um, that, that, that God had begin, began in the city of Balari. So we had opposition from every corner. So, and I was so discouraged, I was so heartbroken and I was asking God, is it really you? Is it really from you? Should I still continue? Should I still continue this ministry? Because I started it out of many confirmations. I didn't start because, you know, Bethel was really good. Jesus' culture was really good. You know, we get so inspired from people and we start doing things, right? So I, it, it didn't start off an inspiration. It started off out of, out of a revelation, out of me hearing God and, and also asking God for confirmations. And after that also, I was in a place where I was about to give up. And then there was this one small boy. He was not even as mature as I was in the world. And this boy say, comes to me and says, Anna, you know, I know that people will not come, but God will honor our faith. What shall we do is, we will still spread the carpets. We will still spread the carpets. We will still worship the Lord, no matter if people come or not. And, and I was so amazed. I received that word and I continued doing what I was doing. And now we started with just three people. Now we are a congregation of 80 people. Amen. At a point, I thought I have to give up. But I said, now, now I realize if I didn't have humility then, I think I would have lost my purpose. If I didn't have humility to receive then, I would have lost what God was about to unfold. Amen. Some of us need humility. Amen. Some of us need to keep our crowns aside and still say, God, I'm willing. God, and still say, God, I really want to, I'm, I'm emptying myself. Fill me up one more time. Amen. As I was praying, this is what the Lord was actually telling over this church, that this church will be going from glory to glory, strength to strength, favor to favor. Amen. Encounters from encounters to another encounters. You know, I really wasn't prepared to prophesy, but God prepared me to prophesy this morning. Amen. And as I was standing here worshiping the Lord, the sister who was leading worship, she started saying, leveling up, leveling up, leveling up. Amen. Are you with me? As a child of God, you should understand the value that you have for God's word. What is the value that you have for the word of God? Amen. These boys, they exchange the word of God than their problems. They exchange their word of, the word of God that they heard than their failures, than their miseries, than their, you know, than their circumstances. Most of the time we come across people, brother, you know, you have to pray for me, brother. Brother, you don't know what I'm going through in my job. Brother, you don't know what's happening with my marriage, brother. Hello, can I tell you? Instead of talking that, would you talk what the word of God says? Amen? Instead of talking about your problems, why don't you talk about the word of God that you heard at church? Soon after the church finishes, what, do you, what is the first conversation that you talk to your neighbor, start up with your neighbor? 
Hey, the coffee was really good, man. Pastor Sejo's dress was really nice. Amen. That vocalist had to sing a little off the chord, you know. She, she sang a little off the chord. Amen. We get into a zone of judging. We get into a zone of, you know, taking off the mistakes. Just imagine, instead of, if, if, if we do it the other way around. Amen. Every time we come to the table, you know, we are not coming to the table because we are worthy of it. Amen. We come to the table for a beautiful exchange. We trade our sickness for his healing. We trade our shame for his honor. We trade our guilt. We trade our ashes for his beauty. And that is what the communion does. That is what the word of God can do to you. Amen. Are you with me? May I pray that this, the conversation of this church would change from this day onwards. Even as you step into a new year, I pray that you will have a new language. Even as you step into a new season, I pray that you would have a new conversation. A conversation that will only talk about your God. A conversation that will only reveal the word of God. Come on. Are you with me? Are you with me this morning? Young people, old people, senior people, junior people, the word of God is still the same for you. Are you with me? I believe that you are receiving. Amen. And these, these boys were taken into exile. Come on. I think that, you know, people who honor the word of God should never have problems. Do you think so? People who fear God should never encounter challenges. Do you think so? No, they were taken into exile. And in fact, we see that, you know, from the scripture that we just read, you know, their names were changed. Their dressing senses, their dressing culture was changed. In fact, everything that was not theirs were changed. Amen. But one thing that I, 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 I for sure know that their faith in God didn't change. Amen. This morning I would want to tell a few people in this room. Some people, some, some, some. Okay, is it okay if I use this Tom, Dick and Harry? Some Tom, Dick and Harry would have come and given you labels. Saying, you are good for nothing. You are hopeless. You are useless. You don't look beautiful. You are, you are, you are mindless. You are heartless. People would have given names according to the culture that you are living. But one thing for sure, I know that, you know, if you have faith in God, none of the external matters for what you carry on the internal. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? Are you with me? See, they could change their dressing sense. They even could change their identity. They even could change their names. They even could change their other cards. But they couldn't change their faith in their God. May I pray that we would live a life like that. Where we would live an uncompromised faith in God. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. There, they heard the word of God. They spoke the word of God. Amen. And they stood for the word of God. Amen. Some, some, somewhere, you know, we only hear the word. But we don't do the rest. Somewhere we do those hearing thing and speaking thing. But the next thing we might not be doing. <laughs> Standing for the word of God. Are you with me? 
Can, you, can, we, can we continue reading it? Okay, sixth verse. Daniel, Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were four of the young men chosen, all from the tribe of Judah. The chief of staff renamed them with these Babylonian names. Okay, they are changing their identities. Amen. Eighth verse. But Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to them by the king. He asked the chief of staff for permission not to eat these unacceptable foods. Amen. When you speak the word, you also should understand that you need to stand for the word. Amen. So Daniel had a kind of, Daniel, Daniel, the level in which Daniel was walking spiritually, I believe is that he also had a spirit of discernment, a gift of discernment in him. Sometimes we hear the word, we speak the word, but sometimes we don't have the discernment. As a church, we should learn to discern what is from God and what is not from God. I remember one man of God saying, you know, it's, not a fight between good and evil. It's a fight between good and God. Amen. If I were there. Okay. If I was one among those four people. I would have definitely taken that food. Accepted that food. You know man. I'm living in a foreign land. Look at the goodness of God. You know. I'm experiencing the favor of God. See. All my friends are living there in. Israel, not even having a meal a day, but look at how God is so faithful. Amen. But Daniel don't, didn't look at, at this opportunity in that way. Amen. He had a gift of discernment. He discerned. Okay. He said, okay, brother, I really understand. I really understand your heart. I really understand your concern, but... I don't want this food. Amen. Gift of discernment doesn't operate by the things that you see. Physically, I mean to say. Amen. That is why it's called spiritual discernment, not physical discernment. So when, it, when, it's, when it's called spiritual discernment, you need to add the eyes of the spirit to discern. These boys were at, at graduated in the realms of the spirit. Are you with me? Are you with me? In a way that they studied the word, they heard the word, they spoke the word, and they lived the word in such a way that all their spiritual senses were actively working. Amen. The question this morning, are our, are, are our spiritual, is our spiritual senses active? Amen. Amen. And he said no to that. Okay, and in fact, he takes, if you go, if you study, you know, I don't have enough time. If you have time at, at, your, at your home, go and study this part of, uh, of the story. In fact, he takes a stand for the other three boys and say, let us eat only vegetarian food. Amen. Are you with me? Are you with me? Basically, God loves non-veg. Okay, that is why he accepted Abel's offering, Dan Cain's offering. But they had a discernment this time that, you know, okay, fine. I know that God loves non-witch. I also love non-witch. But this time, I'm saying no to that. Though it looks pleasant to my eyes. Though it looks yummy, you know, to my taste buds. But I will not accept that. 
May I pray that you would graduate to that level where you would discern what is from God. Amen. Amen. Come on, are you with me? Are you with me, church? Amen. How many of you want to stay in LKG or the whole of your life? <laughs> One person said. He was really honest. <laughs> Amen. We want to graduate. Amen. We ask God to take us from glory to glory, strength to strength, favor to favor, but we ask God not to give any more problems. We ask God not to give any challenges. Amen. In fact, when you live for the word, you will be bombarded with challenges. You will be bombarded with trials, tests in your life. And how you face them really determines if you, are, if, you will be, if you will be graduating to the next level. Are you with me? Are you with me? Come on, church. Only sleeping people say amen. Wow. Amen. So in fact, these people, these boys, they heard the word of God. They spoke the word of God. They stood for the word of God. At the end, what is the result? If you read in the third chapter, you know, Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar, he builds a big idol, a statue, a statue of his, and he tells everybody in the kingdom to fall prostrate. And that was the time. You know, we see that uh, uh, in the first chapter, 17th verse, okay, uh, sorry, 19th verse, Daniel, first chapter, 19th verse, the king talked with them and no one impressed him as much as Daniel, Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the royal service. Basically, when you stand for God, you will have favor from the kings. Amen? That's what happened with Daniel. That's what happened with Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. They stood for, for the word of God. They didn't just speak the word of God, but they stood for the word of God. They had the discernment, and out of the discernment, they made the right decisions. And when they made the right decisions, at the end of the day, they looked stronger, they looked healthier, and the king was impressed. Amen? Amen. Amen. So when you obey the word of God, when you stand for the word of God, listen it or not, believe it or not, church, you will start attracting God's favor. You will attracting God's wealth. You will at start attracting influence towards you. Amen. Amen. As a, as a prayer this morning, my prayer for this church and, and the Lord also wants to tell that God will take this church to a level of influence, to a level of favor where, where, where you start speaking the word, hearing the word, speaking the word and also standing for the word. Amen. This is what, this is what the Lord was uh, talking to me, Pastor. You know, God is taking his nearness church to a level where they will experience favor from influence, from influences that they haven't even thought about. Amen. You know, look at them. They, they were in, they're in a foreign land, but they still had favor. Amen. The first time when they had favor, they descended. The second time, they still had favor. Wow. 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 Amen. And this third, in the third chapter, we see that Nebuchadnezzar builds a statue 
And these people say, no, my brother, I heard the word of God right from the very young age. I shall have no other gods other than God Jehovah. I shall not have any idols. I cannot fall for this idol. I know that this man is my king. I know this man is my master. I know this man is a man who would who has employed me, who gives, who pays salaries to me, but I cannot live life according, according to his terms. Amen. Because the word of God that I have heard, the word of God that we have spoken as the final say on our lives. And that is the kind of a life that these boys lived. And in fact, they went to a place where they said, okay, we are not going, we are not going down. We are not falling prostrate. Amen. And there will be some people, right? You know, some people around us, they will only go and gossip. You know, we see that some people, some astrologers in, the, uh, in, in that kingdom, they went to King Nebuchadnezzar and they said, Master, King, long live King. You know, these people only butter kings. Okay. So, they in fact went and gossiped about these men of God saying, you know, these men of God, these Israelites, these Jews are not bowing down to the idol that you created. What kind of a disgrace? What kind of a humiliation? Can you believe it? These are the same people who had favor from that king. Just because they had favor from the king, that doesn't mean that they're exempted from what they are supposed to be doing. But in fact, this exemption was a right exemption for Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Because it was not lining with the word of God. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? They went to a place where they said, Okay, king, I know that we have favor, but we have God's favor more than your favor. I know, king, that you have employed us, but more importantly, I believe that our God in heaven has employed us. I know that we need to serve you, but more importantly, I, we, we, we know deep in our hearts that we need to be serving the king of kings. And that is the kind of a faith that they had. Come on. We are so fickle-minded, we are so insecure with our lives that, you know, we give money from the back of the table, down of the table, side of the table, and we make sure that we crack that job at any cost. Right? Come on, talk to me, holy people. Amen? Sir, 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 sir. Please, sir. Sorry, don't kill some sir. Amen? Yes or no? Yes or no? When we know that it is not happening, then what we'll do? We will take our, take, we'll take our foot down and we'll say, okay, fine. Let me think of opportunities. Okay, this is the way to enter Canada, right? Okay, fine, I'll take. This is the way to get this job, right? Okay, fine, I'll do this. Okay, this is the way that I have to secure the job, right? Okay, fine. From the table, down the table, huh? okay, I'll pay. Bribe how much? Amen? In fact, when I spoke, when, when I spoke this message, when I preached this message at my church, the next day, I spoke against bribes left, and, left right, and center. I was challenged by that. And I said, God, I am not giving up on this. I know that I'm in full-time ministry. <laughs> I know I have a wife, I have a little son. But I will not give up. I know that I have, to, I have bills to pay. But what I will do is I will stand for my faith. I will stand for the word of God. And I stood there. You know then. Though my church people were not around. But God was around. 
Amen. Are you with me? Are you with me? If I and you were there, no. In fact, they were threatened to be put into the fire. They were threatened. It was not like a job threatening. If, it, if it's not this job, there's another job. So their life was at stake. You know, their life was at stake. But their faith in God didn't shake. Amen. Now the question is, if you lose your job, where is your faith? If you lose your ministry, where is your faith? If you get disappointed, you know, where is your faith? If, you, if your expectations hasn't met to the level that you thought it would meet, where is your faith? Are you with me? Are you with me? Amen. So this man, if you see that uh, scripture, third um, chapter, Daniel chapter third, uh, verse 15. It says, I will give you one more chance. Everybody say one more chance. Do you know that the enemy is very clever that he will give you another chance for the stand that you take. Last night you thought, you know, I would not watch that. The next day on the YouTube, we will come across that advertisement. One more chance. Last time you didn't want to do that. The enemy comes with another opportunity. It give, he gives you another chance. Amen. I had so many chances like that to fall. Amen. But, but by the grace of God, not out of my own confidence, I took a stand for what I believed. Amen. Are you with me? So these people of God, these boys, they said like, okay, hey. Anything, whatever has happened, these boys are telling, my people are telling that you are not bowing down, it seems. What's the problem? I've given you everything, no. I've given you a paycheck on time. I've given, not, not just paycheck, I give, I've given you allowances also. Everything I've given you, what's your problem just to fall down? Okay? For Nebuchadnezzar, it was a small thing. But for them, it was a big thing. Amen? Bribe for the worldly people is a small thing. For people of God like us, it has to be something that matters our faith. It has to concern our faith. Are you with me? Gossip for worldly people, it's a small thing. Judging is a small thing. But, but for people of God like us, it has to concern. It has, it has to nudge our spirit. You know, hey, come on. Lies. It's just white lies. Some holy lies also have come up, it seems, no? In Bangalore, I don't know. In Bellarid, we are still stuck with white lies. Okay. So it's, it's a small thing. Nebuchadnezzar gave them that opportunity. Hey, why don't you fall, man? It's just, he gives another chance. Okay, fine. It's okay. Anyways, chalega, chalega. opportunity. Moka, moka. Okay, fall. And still, they stood for the faith. Saying, my God, my God in heaven, even if he comes to rescue us or not, we will not bow down. Amen. What I believe from these people is that the fire that they saw was seven times stronger. It, 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 they increased the flame before they could even put them in the flame. It was seven times higher than the normal flame. But what I understood from these boys is that the fire that was burning inside them for their God was greater than the fire that they could see with their physical eyes. 
May I pray that the fire in you will start increasing the next year. May I pray that the next year you will go from fire to fire. Come on. Glory to glory. Strength to strength. Favor to favor. As favor increases, fire also has to increase. Come on. We are settling to something that is very little as church. Hey, come on. I just have 35,000 rupees job. Okay, fine. God has given me that favor. No, 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 no. Your fire has to increase for God. Because it's 35,000. God is about to promote you for something that is bigger. Amen. Every level has a new devil. Come on. Are you with me? God only shows you the end result. He will not show you the process. And for you to go through the process, you need the word. Because his word is a lamp unto our feet. It gives directions. You know, in directions to make which, which option is better. Which person is, who is that, the person that God has chosen for my life? Amen. Some people are sitting here so insecure about jobs. So insecure about your finances. So insecure about your marriages. So insecure about your circles. So insecure about your physical looks. Can I tell you something? Stop being insecure. Come on. You are not defined by people. You are defined by the word of God. Your identity is not people given. Your identity is God given to you. Amen. As long as you have the word. As long as you hear the word. As long as, long as you speak the word. As long as you stand for the word. Nothing in the world can shake you. Come on. Nothing in the world can shake you. Your marriage cannot shake you. Your finances cannot shake you. As a matter of fact. The Bible says, God shall supply your needs, not your, not your employer. Come on. Come on. Come on. This morning, my challenge for this church, God is challenging this church. Will you stand for me? Will you stand for the word that I release over your life? Will you speak the word instead of your problems this morning? Amen. Be careful. Be aware of the circles that you entertain in your life. Amen. The reason why we are, some of us are still stuck in life is because we are in the wrong circle. We are with people that, that, that will only pull us, not push us. Amen. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Are you with me? Are you with me? This morning, the Lord is giving an instruction to people who are sitting in this room uh, to stand for the faith that they believe in God. Some people are, on the, are, are almost on the verge of breaking down. But God is encouraging this morning. When you believe my word, when you believe my word, when you speak my word, speaking is our job, performing is his job. Are you with me? Are you with me? It doesn't have to make sense to you. Most of us think that you know the word of God that we are as we are we hear has to make some sense. Okay? Right? Has to make some sense to us. Amen. The things that we speak has to make some sense to us. Okay, it's not like logic magic. Okay, if you believe in logic and magic, you will your life will end in a tragic. That is why the Bible says, when Jesus said, you know, when you believe it with all of your heart and tell the mountains to move, it shall move. It doesn't say believe it with your mind. Because if you believe it with your mind, your mind will start thinking, hey, macha, take light, macha. 50, 100, 150 years, this mountain has a story, you know. Take light, macha. 
your mind will start reasoning yes or no talk to me yes. hey macha god god is god god has called some people you know to make certain decision that will be only faith led you don't even you are not even sure of what the future holds but all you have to do is take a step of faith but your mind in the back of your in the back of your mind your mind is telling okay and last time you saw no you learned no amen amen the bible says that just shall live by faith and these were the just people who lived by faith amen may i pray may i prophesy that this church will live only by faith and this faith only comes through the word of god you know may i pray that you would study the word of god left right and center you would hear the word of god left right and right and center because i believe that this church doesn't have a lack for the word of god the word of god is in abundance because i believe god has ordained pastors in this house in 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 such a level that you know every word carries an amount of revelation that can sustain you through a week come on and that is the kind of a word that god is 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 releasing in this church and as you really as you hear that word of god and as you speak the word of god and as you stand for the word of god you know god in fact will come and stand on behalf of you because you stood for him are you with me because you took a stand for him god takes a stand for you nebuchad in 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 the story this these three boys they took a stand for god and in fact they thought even chalega you know i don't care even if my god comes and helps me or not i will still take a stand come on can we find people like that in this generation where we can say i will stand for god no matter what i will stand for god no matter what even if my par- parents support me or not even if my friends support me or not even if my own close circle support me or not i will stand for god are you with me are you with me you know our prayers changes the moment we change one building to another building you know we easily start giving reasons alli chenagittu prayer maadkonakke illi chenagilla manasu you know i don't know if you all understand kannada or not because i come from a place where we speak a lot of kannada you know this place i kind of feel you know like i can't pray you know we we come up with excuses i don't feel like reading the word today you know come on come on come on talk to me talk to me have you been there have you been there especially when you when you when you go to a different city you know especially when you're visiting somebody you you kind of feel that you know like i've come here on a vacation i don't feel like i have to pray you know i need a break for myself come on look at we should learn from these people amen their geographical locations didn't affect them in fact if you see from the life of daniel he was also a man of prayer he prayed how many times a day are you sure does your bible say three i believe my bible says five times a day is it okay in daniel chapter 6 we see that you know he prayed as often the moment there was a uh, there was a this bill that was passed against his life <laughs> what he did you know he didn't go to the municipal commissioner there he didn't go to the politician there he didn't go to anybody he went to the king of kings and as usually prayed and after that did that the problem go away no in fact the problem still existed 
But what I believe is that when you pray, when you study the word of God, it will only empower you. Amen. It empowers you. Prayer empowers you. The word of God empowers you. In fact, he went into the lion's den, came out unarmed. Amen. And he graduated. And if you study the life of Daniel, if you study the life of these three boys, every test that they passed, they add a newer favor. They add a newer grace. They add a newer influence. Come on. Come on. They add a newer provision. I believe that this church, even as it stands for the word of God, will walk into newer realms of the spirit. Newer realms of favor. Newer realms of grace. Newer realms of strength. Amen. Can we all stand up to our feet? I believe that the Lord encouraged you this morning. Amen. So I, I'm, I'm sure that God is calling few people in this room to stand for what they believe in. I'm not talking about the belief that you have in your boss. I'm not talking about the belief that you have in your job or your business. I'm talking about the belief that you have in God. Thank you for joining us this day to worship and to hear the voice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. May you continue to flourish in all your endeavors as you work closely with Him. Have a great week and Shalom.